first of all, there are no perfect kids. There's no perfect parent. There's mm-hmm. no perfect life. Mm-hmm. So if you think it's going to go that way, the the gap between expectation and reality is huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have to take it a day at a time, knowing where we're going ahead of time. Okay. What's your goal? What's your goal? What's your value or your values rather? And then are you the steps you're taking or the actions that you're taking, getting you toward those goals? <laughs> Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Salty Pastor on Parenting. This is a brand new podcast, and we're designing it specifically for parents. And I want to introduce to you a wonderful person that I've known for 20 years, and her name is Kim Cross, and she is a parenting expert. Thank you for that intro. Do you feel like an expert? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes I ask, feel like, Ask my kids, they'll uh, say no. <laughs> they ask your kids, they'll say no, 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 you're not an expert at all. So uh, yeah, there's uh, so many things that are going on out in this world today. And I feel like uh, the 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 parenting as an art is, is being lost in how our society treats parents, how they're institutionalizing child rearing so that they kind of want to see the parental role and the parental bond become secondary to the goals of whatever institutional or bureaucracy organization. That's a whole philosophical point we can get into another time. <laughs> but, but I think it's really important that we come together and start advocating for parents. And so you're a big advocate for parents. Absolutely, because I see what the culture is uh, making parents look like. Oh. which is typically foolish and not mm-hmm. very intelligent. Mm-hmm. We put kids in power and control as opposed to parents. We elevate the child as opposed to mom and dad in the household. Mm. And it's really undermining not just the love and power that parents have, but also their their image, their reputation, their respect goes down. I could go on and on. And our goal is, is to try to reverse this trend because what we want to do in this podcast over time is we have uh, some really major goals. And the first goal is, is that we want to affirm and encourage a parent in the role that they've been called to in the life of their child. Absolutely. Because it makes all the difference for the life of their child. Yeah. And for the parent. Absolutely. Quality of life for the whole family. Amen. The second big goal that we have is that there are so many uh, podcasts on parenting out there that teach you techniques and so forth, but techniques don't really work until you understand the core values and the principles behind them. The why. Yeah. Right. You can have all the knowledge, but unless you have the wisdom and the whole picture of where you're heading Mm. and how to get there and why it's so important, those skills don't do you much good. And our society is not interested in answering the why for parents. They're not. Yeah, they don't want to do that. And so that's one of our big goals. And the other big goal is to tell some funny stories now and then. Oh, you and I have a few. <laughs> we have a few. We have some funny <laughs> things that have gone on out there over the years. So, well, let's kind of jump into this a little bit and get started for everybody. And I think one of the first things we want to do is we just want you to know 
kind of our background a little bit so that uh, you can kind of have a sense that we're not talking out of a perspective of, oh, these are just nice ideas that we've come up with on our own, but that we're rooted in the research. We are rooted in the science of parenting. We're rooted in the biblical teaching of parenting. So let's talk about your educational background and then we're going to talk about your family. So where, where'd you get your degrees and so forth? Well, I started off at Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, mm -hmm. uh, as a family and child development major, mm -hmm. went on to get a teaching credential and taught fourth grade in San Jose, oh, wow. California for 10 years. Oh my goodness. Survived. You it. survived that. <laughs> wow. So you understand the public educational system and what it is, its strengths and weaknesses. I do. And I like to say that I made all my mistakes on everybody else's children before I had my own. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a funny story. <laughs> And then went on to get trained by my superintendent on the components of self-esteem. He was the president of the center of the International Center for Self-Esteem. Mm. Walked into the back of my classroom my first week of school. I was 23 years old, brand mm -hmm. new teacher, knew nothing. He showed up in the back and spent about 20 minutes. And at the end, he said, I'd like to see you in my office when you're finished uh -oh. after school. <laughs> Thought I was getting fired. Yeah, really. I got called into the <laughs> oh, principal's office. This can't be good. But ended up doing a lot of international travel and training with he and another principal. So there was the superintendent, a principal, and a teacher. Mm. So um, did that and then got trained by the Love and Logic Institute. Mm -hmm. And now I'm working as an ambassador for the Amen Clinic. So I have mm -hmm. um, also a master's degree in school counseling. So it's been a long journey of education, but I think the experience has taught me more than anything yeah. as life always does. Right. So you have a doctorate and cause you've been doing you know, what they say is that once you've done something for 20 years, you kind of get a doctorate in it. Oh, Doug, it's been 36 yeah, years. 36 years. I had no credibility yeah. the first 10 years cause I didn't have my own kids, Yeah, but I've dealt with thousands of kids and parents. Yeah. And then you moved to Idaho and you started a preschool as well. And you ran that for a number of years. Did that for 10 years, learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, worked here at Foothills uh, as children's director. And now I'm the family ministry director. So yeah. it's been a lot of hats that I've worn mm -hmm. under kind of the same umbrella of of parenting and teaching. Yeah. And right now you do a lot of uh, consulting and presenting work for the Head Start program here in Ada County. Is that correct? Yes. And for school districts and churches and lot of just a myriad of organizations coast to coast that are looking for more guidance for families and parenting. Yeah. And I, I just, we were having conversations just recently. There's a, there's a school district kind of uh, just outside of Boise that you've been working with and you went up there and you were sharing a little bit about uh, the, that the questions that the people were asking and the levels of engagement, they're very motivated, they're excited, but you were surprised at how little they actually knew about parenting. Yeah, I would call it kind of the common sense of parenting. And in your intro, you talked about that, that it's not being, that wisdom isn't being passed down from generation mm -hmm. to generation. So we're getting gaps and we're getting big areas where, um, where parents have no clue. Yeah. So then they wing it. Yeah. And when they guess and they experiment and they just sort of leave it to chance, that's when we get really, we get into a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, and, and it's kind of like, I remember this in math when I was in math, you know, it's like, if, if you can't get one concept, you know, 
then the next concept is a little harder and then a little harder and then you get more and more and more confused. So it kind of cascades on itself. Yeah, it builds on itself and you're sort of building a pyramid. But if you build it without the strong foundation, the whole thing comes down. Yeah. And so so as you can see, uh, Kim is very well experienced, educated, and uh, she's an, uh, not only an academic and a student of what we're talking about and discussing for you, but she has a passion for it, you know. And uh, so tell us a little bit about your family, you know. You've got two kids, and I think they've just turned out horrible. I mean, oh, man, yeah. they're a mess. They're a disaster. They're a disaster. <laughs> let's talk about Let's talk about your firstborn. Well, my firstborn, Kevin. Kevin. Is, uh, he went to the Air Force Academy. Went to the Air Force Academy because he was such a mess. But they wanted him for two reasons. Not only was he really smart and he met all of their standards, there's something else that he did there. What was that? They said he looked good in a uniform. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you he was, single ladies out there. <laughs> he was a big time swimmer. You know, he's a he's a, a, a hardworking kid. And I remember, Doug, one of the things that the lieutenant colonel said in my house was he started explaining what they look for. And I, because he talked a lot about test scores and intelligence. And I said, you know, I'm his mom, so I know he's not that smart. <laughs> he comes by it honestly. And yeah. I said, why my son? Yeah. And he said, we don't care about the smarts as much as we care about time management, grit, tenacity, yeah. Yeah. Boy, honesty, integrity, how yeah. you get along with other people. And I said, okay, then you've got the right kid. And yeah. he said, we know. And so that he gets out of the Air Force Academy and obviously you go to flight school. Not everybody does, but uh, a lot of people go to flight school. And so he did that. And what, what, what happened there? He got one of three slots for an F-16 uh, fighter yeah. pilot position. So went on to yeah. learn to do that. And now he is in Saudi Arabia serving our country, defending yeah. our country. Yeah, he's, he's, so he is a jet fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. Boy, he turned out terrible. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know. I'm so disappointed. Oh uh, my goodness. So, and he's yeah. a homeowner at 26. Yeah, and he's a homeowner. He is, boy, I, I, you know, I just really appreciate that young man. He just gives me a sense of hope, you know, in the future, man, just what a great young man. And of course that is for the glory of his mother. Well, and his late father. Yes. So, yep, yes. Yes. Who yes. I knew but quite well. I knew his, his dad and, and, uh, his dad is just a, what, man, what a great guy. He was just a stand up, high character guy. He was a high character. Absolutely. Guy. Better than I deserved. Truly. <laughs> yes. So, and then you have a daughter. Wonderful daughter who's, uh, graduated, uh, went off to, uh, Boise state thinking she was going to be an engineer, mm -hmm. wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Yeah. And that wasn't an option when she finished her freshman year. They said, no, it's that major is coming, but it's not ready yet. Coming so they put there. her in mechanical engineering and she said, no, I, that's not for me. Yeah. Realized that, uh, in her words, mom, I'm more like you than I thought I was. I want to be a teacher. Yeah. So she went down to Colorado where her brother was at the academy to visit him. And lo and behold, ran into his roommate. Uh -oh. And that's all she wrote. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so she's married to a pilot as well. She's married to a pilot as well. And where, where is she? There's, he's stationed out of where? In Abilene, Texas. And Abilene, she's Texas. she's a teacher. And she's and teaching. They're doing, she's, a, she's a wonderful, wonderful young lady. Yes, she is. She's a lovely young lady. She's beautiful like her mom. Oh, well, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. So, well, that's great. And now me, um, most of you, I don't know if I've ever even talked about this on the, on any of my podcasts, but I was, it's about I, time. It's about time. 
But uh, I graduated uh, with my undergrad in Bible and theology from Manhattan Christian College. And then I went to uh, a university there in Wichita called Friends University. And it kind of came out of the Quaker movement, uh, but it had become kind of a large academic university. And so I got my master's in education there. You Christian did? Education. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then later on, I got my doctorate of ministry degree. It took about seven years after I got my master's to get that because I was kind of working, leading the church and oh, building the church. Oh, were you busy church. as a pastor or I was or pretty something? busy, yeah. <laughs> and so we moved here. Uh, this coming January will be 26 years ago. And uh, my oldest son, Zach, he uh, grew, uh, was one year old when we moved here. And then his sister, Mackenzie, right behind him. And what happened is they both graduated uh, from... Boise State. Zach went on to get his master's in economics. They, it, here's what's really interesting. And before I talk, I want to talk about Jake. Then Jake came along nine, 10 years later. Surprise. Yeah. He's, he's our caboose, but you know what? Life is just not life without Jake. He's the bomb. Love Jake. And what was really interesting is Zach and McKenzie are so close together. And, uh, Zach has always just been, you know, in the numbers and things like that. His parents, you know, you're always kind of looking for things, you know, we, we, every time Kim and my Kim, I'm married to Kim. Every time Kim and I would have an issue with one of our kids, the first things we do is call Kim. It's cool. Kim, what's going on? What do we do? How do we do it? And she'd talk us through it and give ideas and all this kind of stuff. But one of the things that we were doing is that I go, well, because I understand human nature and it's flawed. Uh, one of the things that my wife and I would talk about is that, and we always, uh, we always kind of had this discussion is, is their mom was always like, I feel like my kids, if I do a good job, will be perfect. Right. And, and so my wife is a high achiever. You know, my wife is very, uh, together, very achiever. And so if our kids ever did something that reflected that human nature, you know? I mean, sometimes she'd be really upset. Oh, what did I do Did wrong? she take it personally? Yeah, she takes it personally, yeah. like every mother, you know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, well, you know, honesty is something that's taught. That's right. Actually, everything's taught, right? Everything's taught, Life yeah. is learning, yeah. and I say parenting is teaching. It's teaching, because our nature is like, I mean, it doesn't take long for little tiny kids to learn lying, you know? I mean, it's just kind of a natural thing. They're naughty very early. <laughs> They're naughty very early, you know? <laughs> so anyway, I was, I'm always like, well, I want to catch my kids doing stuff to use opportunities to help them learn virtues, you know, because all the virtues are learned. But he graduated uh, with a degree in applied mathematics, is his bachelor's and then economics is a minor top of his class. I bet. Yeah. He was top of his class. And then his sister was right behind him at Boise state. And what's so funny is when she started, she wanted to ma major in Spanish and poetry or English or oh, something. She's a math wizard. I know. You know, it's so funny because, uh, uh she was like, I don't want to do any STEM or anything at all like that, dad, because you know, I, I'm not very good at math. And so I said, well, they have, you know, at the university, before you start, they always have this assessment test that you can take. And I said, go in there and take this assessment and just see where you're at, right? So she goes, and then she goes, oh, I'm going to do so terrible. I'm not any good at math, da, 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 da. And she's like, you know, I don't think I can do algebra, you know, at, at uh, the collegiate level. So she takes this assessment and they call her, you know, send her a little letter and say, we're wondering if you'd like to test out of calc. 
Oh my goodness. That's so Mackenzie. <laughs> that is so Mackenzie, you know? So I said, okay, does that help? But did she graduates with a major in economics and a minor in ma- applied mathematics? So she and her brother have a little bit in common. Yeah. There's so much, but they swapped. Yeah. And then right after that. And the other thing is Mackenzie, she graduated as a top 10 scholar wow. at Boise state because, uh, yeah, she, you know, Zach was, you know, really, you know, smart top of his class, but Mackenzie became a top 10 scholar. And so she was, uh, they reached out, the Federal Reserve Bank system reached out and then she went and worked for them for two years. And now she, she's gotten married to a guy who's just wicked smart guy. Ryan is her husband and that guy's, he just amazes me. He's beyond us mere mortals. Yes, he's super smart. But uh, uh, they're both in school. He's in a PhD program in economics at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And she's in a master's program in public policy there. So, so what you're saying is your kids didn't turn out very well either. <laughs> no, they didn't. And then there's Jake and Jake is the bomb. He's the bomb. He I is. Love Jake. Yeah. We used to call him little Jake all the time, you know, cause he was always so small and happy and he's a lover. You know, I used to take him shopping at Winco, you know, and we're just going through and I said, Hey, would you get some cereal? Would you get this? Da, da. And he'd, he'd walk up to strange ladies and go, you're so pretty. Oh, you know, he had that little blonde hair, that little guy. He's so cute. Oh gosh. So he just, I know he just melted people's hearts, but in the end, I think what happened and then now he's six, four. Yeah. He's bigger than anybody in your family. He's the tallest in the family now. So I can't call him LJ anymore. (laughs) He's not a little Jake. So now, so we thought, you know, to start off this uh, podcast is we wanted you to get to know us a little bit more personally in our parenting journey. And our kids turned out, uh, well, because we did it perfectly, right? Oh, absolutely. Just call them and ask. I'm sure they'll be happy to tell all the dirt on how we messed up. <laughs> so, well, we, we made lots and lots of mistakes. Absolutely. So parenting is not an issue of perfection, is it? No, it's perseverance, not perfection. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that just a little bit about, you know, if, if you're a parent, it's important not to set unrealistic standards of what you're going to achieve right? With your kids. And so in your opinion, parents who want to really be engaged with the raising of their children, what are some of the mistakes they make in setting expectations for themselves? One of the biggest things I see is that parents set an expectation for the child that feeds the parent's ego. Mm. So the child is performing, so to speak, or measuring up to a certain standard that the parent maybe never achieved themselves Mm -hmm. or want to use those kids as kind of ego boosters for themselves. For themselves. Or they set standards too high that are unachievable and it stresses these poor kids out. Yeah. Or they try to pigeonhole them into a gifted or talented um, career path that's not really their career path. It's not them. And the other one is, or they, they go the opposite. They don't have any expectations. They don't Mm -hmm. have any clear goals for their child. Yeah. And both of those extremes don't end well. Yeah. So basically the, one of the mistakes that parents make is they think that, well, my kids can be what I wasn't able to be. Correct. So, so that's not a good expectation. How, How do parents set themselves up for, uh, anxiety or guilt in their parenting by setting an expectation of, of being a perfect parent? Because first of all, there are no perfect 
kids. There's no perfect parent. There's mm-hmm. no perfect life. Mm-hmm. So if you think it's going to go that way, the the gap between expectation and reality is huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have to take it a day at a time, knowing where we're going ahead of time. Okay. What's your goal? What's your goal? What's your value or your values rather? And then are the steps you're taking or the actions that you're taking getting you toward those goals? Mm-hmm. And the number one thing I talk to parents about, it's like uh, in the real estate world, it's location, location, location. Mm -hmm. With parenting, it's relationship, relationship, relationship. Mm -hmm. Because if the relationship isn't good, the respect isn't there, there's not love and and all the other good things that come with healthy relationships, those skills, those techniques, those parenting tools are not going to work. They're not going to work. So see, there's another perfect example where, uh, the values, the core values have to be established. And, uh, one of the things is that uh, we like to say is that we've been created in the image of God. And so we are relational beings. We're created that way. And one of the most important things is that, the conduit of education, the conduit of teaching, the conduit of character development and the learning of the virtues happens through that loving relationship between parent and child. Absolutely. And, you know, I see so broke, so much brokenness out there Mm -hmm. where parents have um, ruined that relationship and we can talk about that another time. Yeah, but sure. Ways, we'll dig into ways, that. Yeah, how that happens. And then they wonder why the child is resentful or they've got chaos in the home or mm-hmm. they're disrespectful, they're defiant, whatever those issues are. And always I come back to you have to repair that relationship first. Yeah, you got to work on that. So so what do you think are some of the big things, you know, we're, big topics that we're going to talk about when coming to how do we encourage parents uh, to be, what does it take to be a parent in today's world? It takes a lot of grit. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of grit. There's a lot out there. That's, Not grit, uh, <laughs> grit, grit, yeah. perseverance, patience, and honestly, sacrifice. Yeah. I okay. don't think parents are willing to sacrifice the time and the effort that it takes to really build up and, and raise a really great kid. Mm-hmm. I don't see that as much anymore. That, uh, but what happens when you raise a great kid? What happens to your life as a parent if you are successful at raising a great kid? There's nothing like it. Nothing because like it. I, I look now, I mean, by the time my kids were in high school, I was on autopilot. Yeah. And because I did the work first, I paid yeah. now instead of later, right? So there was a lot of investment in those early years. And the comfort, the peace the, the absolute, um, gosh, I can't even put it into words. It's indescribable. It's indescribable. And I I think it's really important. This is what this podcast is going to do. It's going to be a little salty and challenging at times. And that is this is I believe what happens is young couples have kids, right? And they have financial goals, right? Mm -hmm. And they have career goals. And so they're like, well, I want to have kids because I don't want to be 80 when they go off to college. Right. So I want to have kids now. But I don't want to slow down my, my financial goals or my career goals or these goals, you know, and then I'll be able to spend more time with them when they're teenagers. And we just want you to know that is a lie of the devil. Absolutely. Because if you don't make your children your number one investment as opposed yeah. to your career and everything else. Yeah boy, are you, you're going to be off track very, very quickly. Those first years are foundational yeah. and there's certain 
age groups that are key. So the toddler years where you're mm-hmm. letting them know who the authority figure is in a loving way. Yes. And then you get to those preteen teen years, fasten oh. your seatbelt. So yeah. It's whitewater. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then those early twenties are a big transitional time too. Yeah. Yeah. And we forget that kids' brains mature in their late twenties. Yeah. Parents think, oh, you know, we, we'll take care of it later. No, no, no. This is a long journey. This is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> and I really like what you said is that if you're willing to put the work in up front, then it gets easier. But if you don't put the work in up front, what happens it later? It gets so much harder. It is so hard. Yeah. So hard. And then it's too late. Yeah. In and a lot it, of ways, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Some things just, it, you can't go back and rewind the clock. No, you can't. You can't do that. So, well, our goal together, you and I, and she's the expert and I, you know, I guess I just talk a lot. I'm not sure, um, but <laughs> you're, you're selling yourself short. Doug. <laughs> but what we're going to do and what our hope is, is that throughout the course of this podcast is that we're going to talk, we're always going to talk about, you know, core values, right? We have to have core values. We've got to know what those are. And those have to come from outside ourselves. We can't make them up ourselves. Uh, Then the second thing we're going to do is we want to help you as parents clarify what your end goal. Why is it so important for parents to clarify their end goal? What are you trying to send out into the world? What are you launching from your house? What does that look like? What character traits do they have? What skills do they have? What um, traditions and values are in their, their minds? Yeah. Um, because then when you know where you're going, just like if you get in a car or a boat or an airplane, if you know where you're going, you're going to take that path to get there. Mm -hmm. So I know that when I had my kids, I thought very long and hard about what I was trying to produce Mm -hmm. as a, a healthy, independent, productive young person out into the world. And I worked backwards from there. What are the steps I need to do and to take? And what do I need to teach in order to achieve that end end goal? Yeah. And, you know, one of the practical applications of that that I love is that as a parent, that takes so much anxiety and pressure off of you. It really does because you know where you're going, you know where you're going and then you can work back and it's like, well, yeah, my kid doesn't have to be Einstein at five. Oh my goodness. No. You know, and and they're not going to understand all of the virtues at five, but you're working towards that and then you know, wow, we're going to get there someday. It's going to happen. And you know what else it does, Doug, is it prevents you from looking at everybody else to see what they're doing Mm. and trying to keep up with them. Or is my kid on track with their child? Every child's going to mature at a different rate. Mm -hmm. But if you're very clear in your values and your goals, and you said the values come from outside yourself. Yeah. So they're a, they're a higher value than we could ever come up with. Yes, absolutely. It's a higher standard then it gives you the confidence that you are on the right track yeah. and you're not paying attention to what the world is doing. Yeah. Which is really good. I call that the disease of comparison. You know, when we compare with everybody else, we always fall short. And actually a lot of times if you're doing the right thing, it's harder Yeah. and other people will criticize it. I know that I was looked upon as, you know, very, a, a unique way of parenting. People said it nicely. Well, that's a yeah. unique way of approaching that. And later on, they all came back and said, okay, so how'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Uniquely. <laughs> yes. Very, I, didn't, I did not follow the crowd. <laughs> I did not follow the crowd. Yeah. That's awesome. But so our goal, you know, is to understand that we have to have biblical values that come from without outside ourselves. We have to have an end goal of what, you know, and that's unique to every child, but also uh, standard with the values that are objective 
And then the, the other thing we want to do is we want to help encourage parents that, you know, stay in the game, you know, don't try to be perfect, persevere. You're going to get better and better as you learn how to do this. You're always going to make mistakes. That's not the issue. The issue is perseverance. Why is perseverance so important? Perseverance is life, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's life is full of things that are difficult, boring, um, challenging, don't want to do them, but we have to do them anyways. Yeah. And perseverance then leads to character, which leads to hope. Mm. So if we are paying attention to what the world is doing or what's trending in that moment mm -hmm. or what's popular, mm -hmm. that can get us off track from those goals and values. So yeah. we need to be very clear minded and take it, as you said, we'll make mistakes. We mm -hmm. all did. Right. Yeah. But we know how to get back on track from those mistakes. Yeah. And you know, what that does is that exemplifies uh, problem solving. You know, one of the things that I think that causes anxiety among young adults today is that they face problems or obstacles. And so they have no uh, skill set or mental fortitude to say, let's break this thing down. Let's take one step at a time and let's figure this out and get through it. They just like, oh, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to try. Well, there's what, that's where confidence comes in, yeah. right? You teach kids perseverance and confidence. This is hard, but I can do it. Yeah. Instead of snowflakes that just give up and bail and go running back home. Yeah. 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 And that, and that's what we want to get into is to show you how you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to get everything right. Just the more you persevere, then the better it's going to be uh, as an example for your kids. For the long haul. Yeah, that's right. So. So we're hoping to do that. So we're kind of coming to an end of our time and we just wanted this first one as an opportunity for you to get to know us, right? And uh, kind of know what our background is and use this one uh, podcast as an introduction so that anytime people can kind of listen to this and get an idea of why we're doing what we're doing. And over time, what our hope is, is that we are going to talk about values. We're going to talk about the goals, and then we're going to talk about how to get there based on age groups. And so we want these to be age appropriate for you. So then we can bundle them in little packages and then you can go back and refer to them as your child grows. And we will get specific. We'll yeah. get into sibling rivalry. We'll get into academic achievement. We'll mm -hmm. get into all managing technology, setting and enforcing limits. We're going to get into a lot of those things but based on those foundational principles we talked about. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening today. And we hope that uh, you start this journey with us because it's all about you, the parent. Thank you.